Jason, as it is every single week, Lee Summit Town Hall is sponsored by our good friends at Budget Blinds of Lee Summit. Budget Blinds! You know, they always do cool stuff with the community. They're very supportive. They are the good eggs. They are the good eggs. They are the ones that we all wish we could be. And they're doing it again, Jason. This month, they are supporting Casey Pet Project. They are so good that I can't even hate them for being so good. That's it. But Casey well, Pet Project. I might be able to, but no, I can't because they're awesome. So the 28th, downtown at their downtown Lee Summit location during the fourth Friday, they're going to do this event. Uh, they're going to feature an artist, who Ashley Corbello, who specializes in pet portraits. So she's going to do some stuff. She's been Her work's been seen here in Lee Summit at the Summit Art Festival, as well as the Westport Art Festival. So that's cool. So she's going to be doing her thing while we're there. And, 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 and there's going to be drinks provided by the W. Downtown's the W. I think that's pretty cool. Oh, boy. And, wait, there's more. All month long. One dollar for every blind sold will go to KC Pet Project. So you got that. So every if you buy a blind, contributions are going to the Pet Project, as well as that day on the 28th, they'll be accepting donations. And if you want to see stuff that they need, you can go to kcpetproject.org to see their list of needed items, and you can contribute those or the cold, hard cash money that all nonprofits want. Everybody loves the money. Hey, go see our friends for helping the community. Or if you're just ready to change up, improve the decoration of your home, go see our friends there. Tell them Jason and Nick sent you. Hello again, and welcome to Lee Summit Town Hall, a weekly podcast about what you can do to make a difference. I'm Jason Norbury, and as always, I am joined by a man who apparently prioritizes tacos and romance over me. Yeah. And those words hurt. I, I, I'm not going to lie. It's, it, it's true. It's Nick Parker, the publisher. A link to Lee Summit. Yeah, I was I was a little disappointed when you're like, no, we're delayed. I'm getting tacos with a wife. And I'm like, well, okay, fine. Look, there are a few things in life that are more important than this podcast, Jason. The two of them happen to be tacos and, my wife. and Mrs. Link to Lee and, Summit. Yeah, 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 there yeah, we are. I, you know, look, I, I, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put it all out in the open for everybody to know. Tacos and Mrs. Link to Lee Summit will always come first that's true and which one of those comes first well we're not going to talk about that <laughs> we are not, not going to have thing. that conversation link to lee summon is the source for all the news you need about this very fine city and our unofficial sponsor today are all the rains down in africa bless them toto so um are you going to sing for us do we do we do we get some singing from you that's only for our patreon level subscribers <laughs> and other people that i hate <laughs> That means I should probably launch that Patreon program sometime soon. Hey, before we get started on our show, Jason, I just want to catch some people up on a few things. This started a few months ago out in District 4, and now it's kind of been making its way around the city and the city council. So District 1, for those of you that live in District 1, there's going to be an open forum with your council members, Rob Benny and Diane Forte. That's going to be 7 p.m. June 20th at the Water Utilities Building. All right, so I have two things to say about that. One is, you know, it's a great opportunity for residents of the district to get out, to ask questions, to hear information about the city. But number two, cowards! All of them cowards! They don't come on our podcast and answer our obnoxious and difficult questions. No, no. I, I, I'm, I'm going to say that's probably the, the, the reason. <laughs> I mean, really. Cowards, everyone. Cowards. <laughs> I say cowards. Uh, also, also the fact that I haven't invited a council member on in a while. We had Rob Benny on. We had council member Benny on uh, a few weeks ago when we were talking about the um, 
the public participation in the strategic planning process. I think we should hold a poll if we could do one that says which council member should we invite on next. And then we'll invite them on whoever it is. We're going to invite that one on specifically and say the people demanding it just to see which one of them says no faster. Okay, there it is, people. Council member, mayor, who do you want to hear from? Let us know. Let's have let's have a poll. We'll have a vote out there now. Actually, Jason, um, here's a challenge for you. Hold me accountable. Have me put that poll up sometime during the next two days. And let's see who do they want to hear from. All right, we've got that going. I just made that up, by the way. That was not in our running order. And I, I have succeeded in my always goal when we have these podcasts is to make more work for Nick. So good job by me. Yeah, it happens. All right, the last production of the Summit Theater Group's 2018-19 season takes the stage this weekend. They are putting on a production of The Butler Did It. It will be 7.30 Friday and 7.30 Saturday out at MCC Longview in their Cultural Arts Center. It has, uh, and then there, I think there are more shows the following Friday uh, and Saturday, and then an afternoon show, a matinee in the biz language, on Sunday the 23rd. So if you would like tickets or to get more information, you should go to summittheater.org, and you can purchase tickets where, Nick? Right there. At summittheater.org, or you can go to their Facebook page. There that's, you the best, that's the best way to do it. All right. So there's stuff that's happening. Um, actually, stuff that kind of sort of, well, happened very quickly and very quietly um, at the council level this week. So we're going to talk about that, and then we're going to work our way through there. Okay. Well, hey, Jason, big news. Big news. Not really. Well, uh, it is big news. It is big news. It's like $230 million it's $230 news. $230 million. <laughs> The budget for the next year has been passed. This is true. And it did it with, you know, like not a bang but a whimper. I mean, not that it was a bad, but like there was no dissension. There wasn't like a lot of throwing of food at each other at the council. It was all pretty. The, the things we count on. They're all pretty. So they did their work at the budget committee level. It came up to there. They approved it. It passed this evening on consent agenda. Um, just the only like even notable thing about that, other than it passed without comment on consent agenda, was that council or I'm sorry, Mayor Pro Tem Lopez uh, abstained, and we poked around and asked, and it turns out uh, his wife is an employee of the municipal court, contract he, employee, contract employee for the municipal court, and he wanted to uh, avoid any appearance of impropriety and any impact on that budget in his vote for that so all of that all of that makes sense that's that that's fine we kind of poked a little bit just because it seemed a little odd to abstain from approving the consent agenda right but um you know that's good and and, and good on you for noticing when those things might look odd yes and taking that that step to pull yourself away from it so so good job on that mayor pro tim i i, I know that's really what he was looking for was my approval of his decision to abstain. you know that's abstain. what he tells me he's like can you make sure nick says nice things about me <laughs> every time i see him that's what he wants to know uh, all right so, so there's a couple some numbers to float around and as we talked about in years past when we have talked about the budget the the full budget is uh, two hundred and thirty million dollars, which is up thirty million over last year's budget of two hundred million, and most of that, just so you're aware, is in capital projects and some other things. Um, but really, the big where the meat is, the really the the stuff that the council has a lot more in, and the city staff has more influence on, the spending is in the general fund, uh, which is up six and change million dollars from seventy one to seventy seven and a half, basically. Uh, million dollars most of that of course the the single largest item there is uh paying for people um as we do payroll services is what they call it i, I think that's always 
the biggest item in your that budget. That is always the biggest item. And, you know, it's two-thirds of that part of the budget uh, overall. Um, and there's some shuttling around and some things. And so this number isn't, a, you know, a, like a perfect representation of an apples-to-apples apples comparison. But the overall payroll is up $2 million at the city level. Um, and half of that is going to the fire and EMS um, as a result of their new contract that was signed this last year. So this is the first year of that, plus all the new compensation plans, the step plans, and the 3% raise for the general staff and all those sorts of things that were in there. And that was really it. Yeah, and if, you, and if you pay attention to those sort of things, you're going to start to see some some new things happening. The police department just announced they had some of their first hires that are coming after implementing this new this new pay plan with the city. So you're going to start seeing little things like that as, as the, the staffs of both of those departments increase. Right. And then I, I think if you paid attention to the city manager's budget message, and this was at last week's council, you know, he talked about future things that are out there. We have what he calls an increasing reliance on uh, sales taxes. Um, and there's just a cap to that of how much can be raised that way um, from a, a functional standpoint. It's really a function of population more than anything else. And, uh, and then just some, some flattening of some other revenues and increases. In, and, you know, the, the typical payroll goes up, right? Insurance costs more every year, as we all are aware. Uh, and things like that go on. And that's just about – it's a difficult thing to balance and make sure you weigh out when you're doing that. But those are the challenges coming forward. But as usual, it's a pretty tightly run city. They do a good job. They provide a lot of services, and they do it on budget. It's always nice to see that the services are staying and improving. Yes, so, absolutely. Look, everybody can be be a little happy and rest easy that way. That was really it, Jason. On the it was a it was a quick council agenda and even quick meeting. Right. Although it, there on was, Tuesday, it was a very was, late start. Well, the school district has late start Wednesdays, so maybe we're just gonna say this was late start Tuesday. I think it's closed session Tuesday. I think was the biggest issue there. There was a lot of a <laughs> yes, little. Yes, but mine's funnier. Some long or closed at least session. To me it's funnier. And then they came out and they went right back to close. So we'll they must be working on something of, of significance there, but we don't have any idea what it is because it's closed session <laughs> i'm gonna shift gears now and i'm gonna go over to the other the other Wait, administration that we've been talking about a lot for a moment we have one more we you know we had salacious rumors last week about who's running for city council and we had somebody else throw their hat in the ring right after we went on air on to a little bit after we went on air on tuesday donnie funk true. um who serves for all you know just so we have all the disclosure serves with me on the planning commission he's the vice chair of the planning commission uh, he has announced that he is running for the District 4 seat, which uh, is currently held by Fred DeMauro. So we have a real live two-person contest in that seat already. So that's all we have. We don't – obviously, there's I like, no I there. like seeing that. And I think, you know, we've talked about this a little bit off and on as we, as we get around election times on this show, is that the need to have competition in all of these, all of these races so that we don't have – people running unopposed we, we need conversation around ideas and around ide issues and you can't have that if it's just one person running right absolutely and it's and i think it's it's hard when you're running against an incumbent because they there is a real live incumbency advantage but on the flip side of that it's important for the incumbent to be because if he doesn't have an opponent the incumbent doesn't have to say anything and he or she may be uh, unwilling to address difficult issues um, in the public sphere and having an opponent brings them and forces them to come to that conversation um, and have that. And that's good for us. I mean, not only just the podcast, but for the people, us. I like the collective us there. Good job. 
Now, now I'm really going to shift gears. All right, no, I've got another. No, I don't. No, I'm not. I'm not letting you come back anyway. So I want to shift now over to the the other big topic we've been focusing on the last couple of weeks, and that is that is the the school district. We've been talking for several months about the equity plan and how the district has been struggling to to get it up and going. They approved the equity plan by unanimous vote of the board. They that's there was still a lot of back and forth conversation. Not a lot of cohesion. We got to the point where the board was hearing a recommendation to hire a consultant to to basically start creating the plan, kind of fleshing it out, and then enacting some of the first steps of, of that equity plan. And they voted not to, to take that recommendation for that consultant. And then from there, Jason, it kind of blew up, even to the point where they had an emergency meeting to defend themselves Sort of, and it went. I don't want to get into all of it. Yeah, we and beat, then we, and, we we did literally beat that up pretty good last week, right? Well, and then we spent a, a our live episode last week, Jason. We 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 brought on we brought on guest columnist John Bedoin. The three of us really went in depth, and we kind of talked about possibilities of what had happened in that closed session. Were they were they going to decide to buy out Carpenter? Were they not? Turns out we all got a little bit of a surprise last week when literally minutes after we went off the air. I want to say this. We were talked a lot about option A, a little bit about option B, and we got like option X. Right. Literally, with less than an hour after we were off the air, we got word of, I am going to very, very nicely call this a release. It was not a news release. It was not something sent to the media. It was, it was an e-news update sent from the district to parents. In the district, and it said they were going to go. The board was going to move into mediation with Dr. Carpenter to seek a way to work better. My first thought was, what does that even mean? They didn't go into much, much more detail. And I want to throw to you, Jason, basically the same question I asked of you and John last week during our episode was, is this going to be? too little too late can these two can the body the board body and the superintendent can they find a way to work together you know i i would like to be i'm I'm not optimistic um just to be perfectly honest but i would say this is that both parties are at least at this point you know expressing a public willingness uh to sit down and and do that work right which is by the way more um, willingness than the board had, was showed when we had to deal with the equity consultants. So they've come a little bit because now they're willing to sit down and, and it certainly isn't going to be a public conversation between the board and the superintendent. Um, but they're willing to say, look, we will come to the table and sit down and talk about this. And Dr. Carpenter has now has to sort of back off his, you know, buy me out stance that he took at the end of that uh, very fateful board meeting in May and and so they've they've done that now can they bridge the remainder of that gap and and find something that i will say in the superintendent's eyes sufficiently addresses the equity concerns that he has and that he wants to make sure that are dealt with and does that in a way that leaves at least one more of the board of uh board of education willing to vote for progress because that's really all we have to do. We don't have to flip one vote um, in the overall Well, is scheme. that really what this is all about? Is it all about that one vote on on hiring a consultant? Is that really what this is all about? I mean, it would seem, Jason, with the 
back and forth rhetoric, the subtext of public comments from from board members, the the comments that have come at during meetings, even. I mean, I mean, if if anyone watched the emergency meeting, whether they were there or they watched it on Facebook Live, there were several people who streamed it through, from their phones. That those were not the comments of people that are ready to work together. Right. So but, so is it really is it really about just flipping one vote and moving forward? I don't know that that's it. I okay. don't know that that's enough. When we had our first episode after that decision came, before we um, we did our our Facebook Live episode, I said something effect to the effect of when we were talking about you know the board and executive relationship and. And one of the things that Dr. Carpenter was doing when he he stood up there and said, check clause 18, right, uh, was this is the cost to the district of going the path that you're taking, right? The cost is my contract, which is roughly a half a million dollars. And, you know, amongst others, obviously, since then, we've had a lot of public, you know, there's been a lot of public conversation about it. It's made a lot of news. This is something, you know, they they have achieved and will maintain the Kansas City Star's full attention um, through this process, I'm fairly certain. So they've got a lot of those. There's a lot of costs for the decision that was made. And and maybe it's an opportunity. And I hate to boil it down to, you know, is one board vote versus for $500,000 or $400,000 net if they even went back and hired the same consultant. Um but whatever that is, I mean, you can say that, but that's the cost. They have to think about what is the cost? What does it cost the district's image, their capacity to do their mission? You know, are they actually achieving their mission versus a second payout in three years for a district superintendent? And the superintendent could very much have said, look, I don't see any reason that you're going to deal with this and just stand firm on his position, you know, but um, – it will be interesting to see, and then we'll see. You know, I mean, they have another board meeting coming up in June. They're, this topic is not going anywhere. I would imagine that the lion's share of the public comment will be on the issue, and it will be interesting to see how the board responds and, and how the superintendent responds and see if they are at least publicly making a good face towards that effort, or are they just bleh. Well, speaking of, of public comment and public input, in tandem with this, the district has now also launched a thought exchange. In this, they're asking for people to, to, to give their thoughts and their ideas on things that should be considered as the district looks at this, this equity plan. After making that statement, then you can, you can go through and look at what other people's thoughts are, how, what things they put into it, and you can rank them. One star bad, up to five star, great. It's like a Reddit thread. It's like it's like a Reddit thread. So I'm going to ask you again, Jason, same thing. Is it too little, too late, or is this is this a good thing? I'm not I'm not sure personally. I mean, I look. I always think it's good to ask for public input. I, the, the citizens, the residents, the taxpayers should always be involved in these kind of things. And this is a topic that needs as much input from everyone as possible. But shouldn't they have done this a long time ago? Well, I think they did do a lot of this work. I mean, they, they talked about, they've gone through no shortage of consulting. I mean, the CFMP addressed this, the board elections, the, I mean, we've, we've had gobs and gobs and gobs of opportunity to do it. I would say that, I mean, I think it's a good idea maybe to take the temperature of the community now 
um, without, and this is a relatively simple, low cost way to do that. You know, you can argue about any internet polls effectiveness, but it is what it is. Um, but it's a way to get people to, you know, to, to get a feel for what's the temperature of the district. Because it may be a lot of the conversation has been, I think, driven by some very discrete groups of people. And as we all know, those minority voices, those small groups, if they're very passionate about it, they have a lot of influence or a lot of drive and push on any public conversation. And, and the truth tends to lie somewhere in the middle of all of that, you know, where, where sort of the overall pulse is. So maybe this is an opportunity for more people to give an input, to get an idea of what the pulse of the community is, how they feel about these things, and then they can act on that. You know, maybe, you know, it's possible that Dr. Carpenter's, well, no, I'll say this, it's possible that the four who voted against the consultant are right and that Lee Summit doesn't want this work as a whole. Now, that may may or may not decide whether they need it, but uh, they may not want that work and they may not be willing to support that process or they may be very strongly in support of doing the work, you know, and, and saying, hey, go through it. And, you know, I know uh, Ryan Murdoch put forth a, a pretty long and impassioned plea on his uh his essentially his campaign Facebook page um, about, you know, Hey, I think this is worth doing. There's no harm in it, all those sorts of things. And so maybe people agree with his stance versus the stance of, of the four who voted against the consultant. We'll see. Um, and it's good. So that's good. Now I think that's fine. You know, you ask anybody, Reddit is only as good as the people who go on there and talk and upvote and downvote things. So the, I, I would say that the results you get are about are going to be pretty representative in that regard. It is very rare that we put our faith in in the power of internet comments. Oh, uh, always read look, the comments. Let, always read them. Let's hope this is a good thing. If you want to participate, and I encourage everyone to do so, if you want to participate, head on over to linktoleesummit.com. We've got a, a, a release, a story on there about, about this thought exchange and a direct link right into that. You can also find it probably through the R7 School District But then we don't, get, we don't get the but clicks. But then I don't, then do I don't get the clicks, so come on. Give don't us the clicks. People. Give us the clicks. Um, yeah, so that's, that's where we're at, Jason. And I really don't know that right now there's not much more for us to dig into on the school district. We're all kind of – waiting now i think right. i think this I think, is the disadvantage of the once a month meetings right but i think now we are at a point where more and more people are chiming in if you do go to the the threads of some of those groups and they some of them are having meetings if you if you go through those i think you're seeing more and more people speak out and give voice from both sides of the issue um to give voice to their opinion so that is a good thing i would recommend finding that link going through participating in the thought exchange and then we're all just gonna wait and we're gonna see what happens in the next month hopefully we will at next month's board meeting we will see an update on where they are in the mediation if that is that has started we know nothing about it they have not talked publicly about budget yet for it who they're gonna go to how it's gonna work really we have had almost silence from any questions yeah it'll be interesting to see where they go and and um how they address it and who they bring in to do the mediation okay well that will wrap up our show for this week we hope you will join us again next time You have been listening to Lee Summit Town Hall, a link to Lee Summit podcast with hosts Nick Parker and Jason Norberry. 
A proud member of the Fredcast Network, you can subscribe to this podcast on most of your favorite podcast apps and catch us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for all the news, analysis, and conversations on the Lee Summit community. Connect with us on Facebook at Link to Lee Summit or on Twitter at LS Town Hall.